OTB Sports Rugby. Some of the hype around Jack Crowley has been premature. He's played pretty well, but having him as the second coming of Christ seems to be a little bit aggressive. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alright, it's a minute past eight this Friday morning. I'm delighted to say we have Alan Quillen in studio and Ronan Rogara on the line. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Um, Ronan, I might start with you. Uh, was, it a, was it an open secret in rugby circles that Healy was going to go to Scotland? Were you aware of this from a way back or was it kind of relatively new news? No, very, very new. I First day I ever heard of it, obviously I'm removed from Munster now. Um, uh, no, I read it on Twitter, was it two days ago? Um, I I missed the initial. I heard uh, rumours of going to Glasgow. Wasn't there approach during the summer? Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, obviously that that's par for the course in in rugby nowadays. That there'll always be uh, potential signings, but uh, it's gone to the uh, other extreme now. Where it's a done deal, and um, obviously declaring for Scotland, which is uh, it's big big news. What did you make of it? Um, I I can understand uh, where Ben is Ben is coming from. I think um, it's very very competitive in Munster in Ireland, uh, but he is still very young with low mileage, uh, with a huge capacity. I think to get better. Um, but obviously, I think he's. Um, being enticed by uh, Gregor Thompson and the fact that this is his World Cup probably in, in 10 months' time. There's, um, it's probably been sold to him and the fact that a, a nice file with uh, Finn Russell and I suppose the stability, solidity, game management of Ben Healy with the maverick approach of uh, Finn Russell seems to go well for a 23-man squad. Obviously, Hastings is injured for the Six Nations, which... Uh, could open the door, but uh, it's a, it's a big big decision for a young player. Um, you know, I remember going back uh, donkey's years. I met um, Eddie O'Sullivan when he was coaching the U.S. Eagles, and I was in that position where uh, you're, I was kind of trying to convince myself I could play for uh, play for Carcon and represent America at at national level. <laughs> but thankfully, I, I didn't make that decision because once you make that, you can't turn it back, and it's it's a huge, huge um, moment for the player and and for Ben and the emotions involved and with his family involved and that. It's a big, 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 big call, and um, um, you know, as we know, the show goes on, but when you put it in his situation, that's a massive, massive, I suppose, decision for any young player to make. Yeah, it seems like it's a permanent decision being made about maybe a short-term problem at not getting into the team at the moment, Quinny. Yeah, it, it was, um, to be honest, I, I think his head was turned. He's obviously probably getting a good um, contract uh, salary as well, but um, it's I wouldn't say it's kind of thrown in the towel and... and uh, but it is a bit, isn't it? That kind of expression is probably a wrong expression, but it feels a little bit like you'd love to the kind of him to have an attitude of saying, "Well, okay, I have a little bit of a dip in form here and behind." Um, 
behind a little bit here and Roger will know himself from playing with Munster particularly in the back row when I played there we all had moments where our periods where we weren't in the team what, David Wallace came back from 2001 Lions Tour and he was playing with Gary Owen a few months later um, Leamy came on the scene Jim Williams was there I was there Axel a um, lot of a lot more depth in the back row and Molly was playing with Gary Owen for a few months so you know you you have dips like that particularly for a young player um who you know propelled himself on the scene in the last kind of year and a half of of his ability to kick long range penalties a lot of composure control um i'm su- i'm surprised you know i'm surprised that um because other opportunities will come as regards bigger contracts you know like to go to go to france in in another it's it's a really really big decision but he obviously feels that um, the door is closing a little bit more and closed. He's not thrown in the towel though if he feels more Scottish. How does he feel Scottish? He's from Tipperary, Shane. I know, you but, know what I mean. But he's he's is one of his grandparents are Scottish. They've been you know putting the squeeze on him. It, it, it was going on last year as well with Glasgow, and and fair play. You know Scotland. Gregor Townsend has obviously convinced him that he can develop his game, do something with him, and. I'm not saying it's the wrong call. I, I admire him for being brave about it. For me personally, I would have loved to, the, the kind of, you see, it's a, it's a very short, it's a very short career as well. So he stays on for another two years, a year or two, and suddenly he's 25, 26. The opportunities don't come around, and it's the same in coaching as well. So sometimes you've got to just go with your gut. He's done that. Um, it's a big call, and it's a, it's a pity for Irish rugby that. It's happened. I, you know, in an ideal world, from an Irish rugby point of view, go to Connacht, go to Ulster, start there, play against Carberry, play against Jack Crowley. You know, Johnny Sexton is leaving next year, so the the, the gap we're always talking about. It's now. It will be a more even playing field next year. So um, they've turned his head and he's made the decision. And and fair play to the team for being brave for that. I would have liked to have seen him stay and. Um, fight it out a little bit but I do understand in a sense that um, there's a frustration probably there the way things have turned out in the last couple of months for him Ronan you guys were linked with one of the young ones right halves taking him trying to take him on loan about a year ago is that right was it was it Crowley or no, was not, it not, not take him on loan sign him Jack right. Crowley it was Crowley okay so you obviously scouted the Munster right halves and were looking to see um, yeah, of course I did, exactly. I just probably, there was a Corcon connection there. It was more, uh, uh, you know what I mean? I would rate Don Lennon's opinion on rugby because um, I worked with him over a long, he was my coach, my manager, kind of a mentor. And uh, it's weird, but a second row, I felt uh, a very good connection with him. And obviously he looked after me and bringing me up in con in that regard and kind of, I suppose, grew me well. So he recommended this guy from Band and Grammar and I had kind of watched him and watched footage of him. I thought, and I thought he was good, but from my point of view, he was more um, as a number two, you know, who can I get someone to, that I can maybe get eight or 10 games a year out of. And, and, and the situation in Munster is, is, isn't is clear-cut about... Uh, there's three very, very good number 10s, but three in, in very good number 10s doesn't work. And it's not really of any interest what our opinion uh, on it is, Ger. It's It's got to do with what Ben Healy... You know what I mean? The boys are talking about throwing in the towel. Uh, I don't think... 
Ben Healy would would be throwing in the towel. I think he's presented with a set of circumstances of consequences in front of him, and he has decided to do this. So um, I think it is very interesting when you look at it like that because he may feel that no matter how he plays, whether it's right or wrong, that the door is closed in front of him and his, his progress in Munster or in Ireland is blocked and he wants out. Does that, Roland, highlight the, one of the major difficulties in managing an Irish province? You have to deal with these sorts of things and dilemmas of keeping players involved uh, within the country, and it, it certainly is it's something an, that's it's unique. It's in, it's in every club, in every sport, in every, all around the world. That's, that's the reality of what happened. The club sees it one way, a player sees it very differently at times, and, and I see that on a, on a, on a daily basis, and that's something you, what you have to manage. Uh, in this situation... Munster will feel pretty loaded in the fact that they have Carberry and Crowley and um, Ben Healy has decided to take a different route. It's a professional sport. It's quite ruthless at the top. Uh, and that's that's the decision. Sometimes these things, there doesn't need to be any blood whatsoever. It's just the way, uh, I suppose, the um, the market works. Alan, one of the things that we've um, given Andy Farrell a lot of credit for is spotting talent, taking players who might not be even first choice at the province and making them first choice for Ireland. You think of Gibson Park, and there's a few examples in the, the second row and even in the back row where they pick players and they put them in. Healy didn't get that opportunity really to shine with Ireland at the senior level, which would suggest they don't think that this is a significant loss in terms of the talent pool or that they feel like they're loaded as well at Ireland level. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, Obviously, with emerging Ireland, he wasn't picked to go on that tour to South Africa. And um, I, I feel if this was Leinster, um, and it's not a monster Leinster thing, but you know, even during our successful time, and, and when we were we had a really strong squad in Munster and we were winning European Cups, even guys on you know on the fringes of that squad or younger players coming through, they didn't want to leave because they wanted to be part of. This was a winning team, and it was there was a kind of. Um, there was a good badge of honour in a sense being being part of a very, very strong squad in a sense that your marketability even was still quite high. Even if you weren't getting a lot of games, you were still part of a Munster squad. That's happening with Leinster. You know, there's certain players in Leinster who are second, third choice and they're still part of a really strong squad of players that still makes them quite marketable to teams in France and UK and wherever. Um, they don't play the same number of games. So Munster's a little bit different at the moment, that their path is obviously different. So um, he, I think he had a surge up, didn't he, you know, in the last year and a half, two years. Um, but the evolution of his game and taking it to the next level has been restricted by playing two games, not playing for another four or five, then the the, the nature of it here. So, you know, he... he He's at a point where someone like Rog or Gregor Townsend or who's top class international experience, they get their hands on this guy. And that I think probably is 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 what's turning this here. And it's a different pathway. It's a very brave one. And um it's a shame that he's gone, but he hasn't been called into an Irish squad or, or trained with him, so that would indicate that um, they are if you were happy enough for this to happen. Well, I, w- I wouldn't no. say they're happy. I'd say they but would they have didn't loved do them to go to, to Connacht or Ulster. They didn't do enough to stop it. They didn't like say, "Okay, look, you know, you're definitely a major part of our plans." Well, in the there's, future. A, there's a there's a you know monster tried to keep him, but they wouldn't have been able to offer him two hundred grand a year. You know what I mean? It's just not, if you it's could, not, not if they wanted to, 
it's like you're creating a precedent there. You are, but you're, you're deciding that like we you're, you're offering guys who are are not starting on their provincial teams that kind of money. It's just not sustainable or it's not right. And and you know we've so much so many positives about the model here and the way it goes and envy from a lot of clubs. Oh, because what I bring Ronan in on that, like we we so Munster feel pretty loaded. They've got two out halves now, right? Um, but like say. Uh, Crowley developed into a world class 12 which is potential but it's unlikely but you know there's certainly there are games at the moment where we're seeing Carberry play 10 and Crowley's also on the pitch at the same time then all of a sudden if one of those gets injured you don't have any replacements and like when Sexton goes which may well be at the end of the World Cup um, after that all of a sudden we have a, a, a tier of players who are all very very similar from Ross Byrne and Harry Byrne and Kieran Frawley and uh, the three lads at Munster and that's it we don't have a like. they no have Tony Butler coming through as well in the academy who's a very exciting player in Munster you know so they obviously feel comfortable enough uh, that he's well, going think be yeah, well, next look, season the Champions Cup semi-final level do you know that's what you're there's a real danger here yeah there's a real danger sorry I no, go on. Rog there like, but there is a real danger and Roger you probably know this yourself Rog you need it's like Look at Manchester United signing Jack Butland and Ten Hags and we need three t- goalkeepers. Mm. You need three fly halves in a squad as well. But the most important thing is if the player wants to do something, the player wants to do something. So Ben has decided, no one else has decided to sign for Edinburgh or Scotland. Ben Healy has decided to do that. You know, We can discuss and debate the I suppose, the threats and the opportunities and the challenges involved in this decision. But ultimately, it's his decision. He has seen a kind of a pathway to play test rugby by taking this route. Do we know whether it will work out? Will Munster miss him? Will Ireland miss him? That's all to be decided. It's very hard to speculate when, uh, you know what I mean, there isn't probably an established uh, pecking order at Munster. Uh, of lately, it's probably Carberry, Crowley, Healy, I would think. But... Uh, with the rugby I have seen it's probably no one has I suppose dictated where they started five games in a row it's um, Crowley Crowley maybe Carberry 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 one game Ben Healy very very difficult to establish a rhythm a uh, pecking order when, when when it's like that And but then that's how you manage your players too, but then all of a sudden the system gets a jolt when when one of the, uh, I suppose, guys with a lot of potential decides to leave. But um, when you're, Rog, when you're trying to sign a player yourself in that position, um, and I think this this is where Gregor Townsend is a significant part of this, to actually get a player, and, and you probably know this from yourself, when you sit down and talk to someone, you, you've got to sell them a plan and say this is where we're going and this is how I view you. Mm-hmm. So I think Gregor Townsend has had a real major impact. Obviously, he's a fly half as well. If you were trying to sign Bell Healy, his argument to anyone else would be, well, Ronan O'Gara has been there, done that. Gregor Townsend has. Do you rely on that to tell a player a story that this is where I want you, this is how I see you, this is how I view you? And And for me, it would convince me if the coach, if some other coach says... I want you, I believe in you, I'm, this is what I'm going to do with you, as opposed to Graham Rowntree is not in that situation, or Mike Prendergast at the moment, where they can't, their their argument is 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 doesn't have the same weight. I think it does. I think it does. I think 
what's I suppose interesting in this case, Quinny, is that the, you're not talking about a confirmed player. You're talking about a player with a lot of potential. That's a dangerous conversation with, uh, with younger players because you begin using the words but and if you progress and re- hit your potential. We don't know where his limit is. While oh, oh, the go. same could be could be said in um in, in his growth in Munster and with Ireland. Uh, but like there's obviously a good reason why he hasn't been called into the Irish camp because it's the best two uh, or three every time for, for, for test selection. He isn't in that category yet. In uh, uh, Ireland's death chart is a lot greater than Scotland, so hence his progress to into the top two or three in Scotland will be accelerated and he'll probably hit that within the next two months. So, uh, But I think... Um, for all younger players and for any players, it's it's very important that they have a an appreciation of the bigger bigger picture because things change. As you say, post World Cup, the situation in Ireland will be very very different in terms of uh, the capacity to lead the ten the team at number ten because there's going to be a huge uh, opening there with um, yeah. with Johnny stepping aside. And look, you know, Gregor Townsend might not be the Scotland coach after the World Cup. If things go well for him, great. But if things go badly, the Scottish press have no loyalty to him whatsoever. He'll be a blow-in that was grandfathered in and an easy scapegoat. He, like hasn't, he hasn't played for Scotland yet. No. He might not play for Scotland. Has he con- come on and confirmed that this is... Well, that's obviously... It's right. pretty I'm, obvious you're, that this you're is... You're the Ireland set-up. I have one last question on this to wrap this part of it up. In five years' time, Ronan, when you're the Ireland coach and Ben Healy is kicking 15 points against you... And I'm your manager, Rog. In, in Murrayfield, <laughs> who will you be swearing against? Will it be him or will it be the IRFU? What are you doing, lads? Why did you let this happen? Um, that's, that's exactly what... Um, you mean go, goes through your head with, the, with a lot of with a lot of these things? It's it's a it's a and very interesting call uh, because I I would have thought with especially with my Prendergast in in Munster his um, his I suppose um, career path would have been very well mapped and his capacity to progress as a with a halfback coach essentially would have been accelerated, but. Uh, he obviously has deep frustrations about something and he's decided to, to go this way. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if, if I'm the Ireland coach in five years and he's kicking 15 points against me, um, it means I'll have to score a lot of tries against him. <laughs> so, uh, we, we've, we have to accept this and, and wish him well because um, we, we, we accept it the other way, don't we? Just not in the game against us in the World Cup. Bundiaki, him and John Hanks. Cooney running in three tries in 15 minutes at the end be like, ah, lads. Irish qualified guys. Anton no, Frisch because, is... like, it's, it's, that's, that's exactly what you want, sure. That's, that's, not, that's not a threat. If, if Cooney and Healy are the starting halfbacks for Scotland in the World Cup, I can be pretty sure that a lot of players in Ireland will be licking their lips and taking on and breaking down that halfback combination. That's the other side of it. You know, it doesn't come into the heads of Josh van der Fleer uh, that Ben Healy is playing. This is an opponent in front of him, whether he's, you know, I mean, Ben Healy from Tipperary or Ben Healy from Zimbabwe and he's playing in the Scottish jersey or from Glasgow, it's the exact same. He's got to prepare a plan to, to destroy what's in front of him. And if it's Cooney and Healy as the halfback for Scotland, I think Ireland would very much fancy their chances. Yeah, it has to be as ruthless as that, really. And um, and we expect it will be. Uh, Ronan, before we let you go, uh, 
the last game before Christmas for La Rochelle was a defeat. Uh, how quickly were you able to park that and have the crack at Christmas? Santa didn't come to Cork. <laughs> <laughs> well, won, you won against Perpignan last week, so that was... Uh... That, that's always easy with hindsight. The, the, it was set up for a great Christmas back home uh, for two days, but once the 23rd happened, I felt like cancelling Christmas, came home, travelled all on my own, and um, yeah, it was a, 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 an angry, grumpy Father Christmas. But um, You still had the darts though, Ronan. <laughs> oh, what about that the other night, Shane? Fantastic. <laughs> I had to bring the it greatest, up. Jared, Jared's going to kill me for bringing it up. Ever. The Ta- greatest leg ever. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Jeez, I loved it. <laughs> the we got to go. Let's get the, uh, let's get the off-the-ball fun bus. Let's get a podcast from the alley. <laughs> 100%. We have Michael Smith coming on the show now the week after next, so I think we should go to Ali Pally next year as a group. No, we should bring the show to Michael Smith. 100%. Alright, this Ali is the greatest road show idea you've ever had. Yeah, December, Ali Pally, let's go. Uh, back to Absolutely. the rugby, you've to lose tomorrow now. What about that? What's going to happen there? <laughs> Hold on there, there's a bit of outside noise coming in on the three guys, is there? <laughs> yeah, they are not great, are they? Well, sorry, one last question. Should Ireland be doing more to attract the, the Brennan boys? I mean, we've, we've heard that they might want to play for France instead, but should we be doing what Scotland have just done to us? with the Brennan lads yeah but like I think and I see it with my own thing school is so powerful the, the, Trevor's in Toulouse for over 20 years Trevor's kids are French all his mates are French he's come up through the French schooling system he, he has developed relationships family bonds uh, fraternity with these guys that he's playing with week in week out with Toulouse underage and then up to uh the Marcosi with the French team, like you, the I, I meet Trevor regularly and I see him a lot. And he's, you wouldn't get a better Irishman. But in terms of where his kids are at, his kids are are French. They want to play for France. Are yes, you? they can try and turn his head. But as you say, it's exactly the thing. It's it's not what your dad wants to do. It's not what the system wants to do. It's what these are their own people. They make their own decisions, and I think. When you're outside of Ireland, you can uh, appreciate that. That you know I mean, they they never went to school in France. They've never. Pl- I'm sorry, in Ireland, they've never played in Ireland. Yes, their dad is Irish, but these guys are 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 as French. Like you, you mean, Josh, when he speaks, they, they don't. You wouldn't know he's Irish. No. Um, are you telling us they're breaking the news to us that your five are all going to play for France? Is that the? <laughs> no, minor, 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 minor difference because I, I'm coming back. You know. Uh, <laughs> Um, but it's I see it, you know. As I, I'm you know, talking to you about the like in the in the World Cup at the minute. Obviously, they think their team is France. I'm there. We don't focus, support France. Our team is Ireland. But there, that's <laughs> how do you explain to them? Ireland aren't in the World Cup. They just don't understand it, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's a, you got your uh, you got your job cut out here on, on many multiple fronts. Just make sure they don't play for France. You'll be grand. You'll be welcome back at any point there, Ronan. When you know I mean? when when Hugo is on when we're on first name terms at Hugo, I was there. Who's Hugo? Hugo Loris. I was there. Who is Hugo Loris? <laughs> and he was there um, because he's the teammate of Harry Kane, you know. And uh, oh, that day he was never going to get that penalty because Hugo knew what he was going to do, and I was there. Who is Hugo? <laughs> Well, but that's what they talk about in the schoolyard, and 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 it's 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 an example for the I think for the Brennans. You know, they've played all. They've, 
even though they're still young and they could play for Ireland, I think uh, they want to play for France first. All right. Rona, we'll let you go. Good stuff. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks a million. Cheers, lads. Good to chat. The other side of that, obviously, is, of course, uh, Andy Farrell's youngest son is living in Ireland, growing up in Ireland, in the Ireland school system at the moment. So we take him. <coughs> if, if the swings and roundabouts are that we lose the Brennan kids, but we get Andy Farrell's son, we'll be happy. Yeah, and, and it, that's how it's working with Ben Healy. And I, I made the point that, you know, it works both ways. It's all about timing and stuff like that. Um, Trevor's two sons are doing really well. And there's a, there's another one on the, uh, uh, making strides as well. So it's... Um, is there a third one? Yeah, I t- I'm, I'm nearly sure there is. Um, but Joshua, uh, uh, he's he's the second row back row who's doing, you know, playing. He's in that Toulouse squad and he's doing very very well there. So um, I'm sure Ireland and the RFU will be looking at that situation. It's all about timing, really, isn't it? It is about timing. I, I, <coughs> Excuse I me. Making the point as well that um, it's about marketing. Like uh, the two lads arriving back into Irish rugby will be a massive boost for whatever province gets them. <coughs> You can build a lot around that. Excuse we'll, me. We'll get you a drink. An awful we'll dose of, co- of a cough. You're grand. Uh, OTBAM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. If you want to get involved in the conversation, 0879-180-180 is the WhatsApp number. Or, of course, you can always leave a comment in the YouTube stream. Will we let you go? Are you? No, I'm fine. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the URC fixtures this week, it's kind of um, like at some level we're waiting for the teams who are in the European Cup to get some form together for Connacht though every single match really matters now because their form has been so chaotic yeah it's 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 a difficult one um, for them they've shown us glimpses of how good they can be when they hold on to the ball and they attack but um, they've got the Sharks at home now and that's it's a must 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 win game for them you know they've lost seven in, in, in the league and um, it's the pressure's kind of mounting there on them that their season is going to kind of peter out. They don't make Europe. They don't make playoffs. Um, they're in the Challenge Cup. Uh, good start there with the win in Newcastle, win in Breve. Um, but they want to get into Europe and they need to go on a run now in the league and it's imperative that they get a result this weekend against the Sharks who are a very, very powerful, strong side. Um, it's going to be difficult for them tomorrow but um, they've got to get a win. They've got to get some consistency in their game and they've got to make the sports ground really difficult place and, and just start picking up wins there really quickly. It, it, it has to turn around for them. As you say, otherwise it's going to be a, a lost season and with a, a coaching ticket turnover, I mean, we don't think it's going to be turned over significantly, but that's just another period where you were waiting for something to happen and it didn't happen and it's really disappointing. Yeah, and it's it's... We, we, you, you, you have to give Connacht a lot of plaudits for for the ambition, the way they play, the restrictions they have around squad numbers and depth and marquee signings and all that kind of stuff. Um, they've got to make do sometimes with what they have, and um, they've done remarkably well. But it's you, you think to attract more players, even younger players from within Ireland. Um, we're talking about the Ben Healy thing, you know. Would would he went there and taken on Jack Carty for that the the, the out half spot there? Would that been a, an, a possibility? Um, I'd love to have seen Ben Healy stayed. Do we think he got offered? A contract I think he got offered big money in in Connacht and Ulster or Ulster. 
Because Ulster don't have a good at half at the moment who we think is in, is in competition. I think the op- opportunity, uh, the RFU would gladly have... have um, Do we think they had that conversation? I don't him? know. It's, it's speculation. But I think to keep Ben Haley, Healy within the system, there would have been the obvious choice. It would have been mad been not Ulster to have that conversation. or Connacht. Yeah. And, and, you know, put him into one of those places. But anyway, um, you know, for Connacht, it, I think... You know, for them to get into the playoffs, that has to be the target. They've met, met it really. You know, it's 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 a tough run for them. Andy Andy Friend is leaving at the end of the season. They have a lot of good players. Um, are they still a little bit underpowered up front? Probably. Um, they have a lot of quality there and, and really exciting young players and the, and the way they play. But it comes down to results, Ger, and they've got to beat the Sharks and and try and get dare I say five points against them tomorrow alright Quinny we leave it there for now we'll talk again on Monday thanks Cheers. very much for that OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar